All human thought is science. All religion is the holding of a candle to the holiest father's Are we here because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at the cosmic here? Pointless When the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world to the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. And welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing session 24 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart and I am frankly shocked. Brayden. Hey, I'm Brayden playing Sultan Biaz. Biaz Bind. <laughs> and I am looking out for more accidental porn. <laughs> Noxicals. Hello. I am Timur, and these are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Hasina Moes, and I've just seen a whole new side to Tenzin, quite literally. <laughs> and I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day, and things are about to get hot and steamy. You've been warned. How? Tell us what happened last time. Our intrepid adventurers make it into Tibet, birthplace of their mystic guide. Tenzin is in his element, prostrating himself on the soil of his homeland and yodeling prayers in the mountain passes. He directs our crew to the ancient printing house in the town of Dirge, where he quickly befriends the man in charge, Yonten Funtsok. The travel-weary crew are able to put their feet up for a little while and observe the workings of the printing house while they enjoy, or at least attempt to endure, a hot cup of yak butter tea. Seeking a fresh copy of the ritual of the closing of the ways, we learn they don't have any in stock, but their archive does yield the original wooden printing blocks which could be used to make a new copy. The process of making, printing and binding the paper is a laborious one, and it'll be a week before it's complete. Funtsok has a suggestion for how to spend the time. The printing house won't accept cash in payment, but our traveller's arrival comes at a fortunate moment because there's an errand they'd gladly accept in trade, the delivery of a gift between abbots. Putting aside any hope of rest, and having persuaded themselves that the monks are trustworthy enough not to give away their whereabouts to any unsavoury types who may come asking, our heroes trade their yaks for ponies and mules, and set off to the Gonchen Monastery to deliver a beautiful silken scroll of religious paintings. Tenzin and Hasina take the time to pick flowers and herbs for ritual use, and Shenchu narrowly avoids choking on a dry dough ball, but little else of significance happens until the presentation of the gift. The venerable Kunchen Chodak opens its box to reveal that the scroll has been transmuted. It now depicts an intimate scene, religiously or erotically charged depending on who you ask, of our own Tenzing Kaosang engaged in tantric union of flesh and spirit with a red-skinned woman in a valley he recognises, surrounded by his travelling companions and a host of white apes. Delicate sensibilities may be ruffled, but Tenzin and the monks agree this is a very auspicious omen and our somewhat bewildered heroes are drawn into feasting and celebration before they make their return to the Dirge Printing House. So, 
When you return, a week has passed and Yonten Funchok is ready to hand you over the scroll. It's backed onto a length of rainbow silk, identical to that used to screen the thanga you just delivered. He says, I wish you well on your journey to Pemako. Thank you very much. It is, after all, the embodiment of our great goddess, Dorje Pagmo. Tenzin winks at you at that name. I wink at him. <laughs> Do we know why he's winking? Is that who was in the picture? Is that the red lady? Yeah. He says the goddess lies over Pemako, the valley within the shadow of the mountain. Do we need to tell him what happened to his gift? Yeah, Tenzin will tell him. He'll be very excited about it. <laughs> it's time for handout two. Also known as the Diamond So, Dorje Fagmo is an important goddess within the Tibetan Tantric Pantheon, as well as the queen of all the Dakinis. An incarnation of Tara and consort to Demchok, Chakrasamvara, she is both a wrathful deity and a Yadam, personal meditation deity, most closely associated with the Kagyu school of Tibetan Buddhism. One living Tolku, incarnation of the goddess, Samding Dorje Fagmo, is always a woman. Her lineage is the only one where this is the case. Her line, started in the 15th century by a princess called Chokyi Dronma, is the third most powerful in Tibet, outranked only by those of the Dale and the Panchen Lamas. A famous legend about the lineage, whose monastery lies near the holy lake of Yamdrok So, is that to protect her monks and nuns from invading Mongols, the sixth Samding Dorje Fagmo turned them all into pigs and sows, which scared the soldiers away. The region of Pemako in Tibet is said to represent a very different type of physical embodiment of the goddess. The Yalung Sangpo River forms her spine and flows through her chakras, energy centers. Although there is debate between the various schools as to exactly where those chakras lie, some claim that the holy Kagupa Monastery of Rinchenpung, where the goddess Dakinis and Dakas gather in abundance, sits at her navel and the mountain Namche Bawa, which stands at the entrance to her great Bayul of Pamako, is claimed to be her right breast. Thank you for that. You have to return the animals you were lent, but uh, your caravan's probably still there, so you can take that. All routes lead to the southwest and the town of Chamdo. After two days of travel, you reach the bottom of a broad, dry valley. Although not the most hospitable place to make camp, to push on further would involve a steep climb back into the mountains and the prospect of a far colder and rockier campsite for the night. So you fall asleep there. You are woken up by the sound of singing coming from all around you. What, what is that? How far away does it sound? In a certain distance, but you can still hear it. It doesn't sound like it's right outside. Is it like lots of voices or? Yeah, it doesn't sound like one voice. It sounds like more than one voice from a certain direction. Oh, you're also in your individual tents. 
So you have an exit in your tents and you can't tell much more from within your tents. Does it sound like male or female voices, or both? It's hard to tell. Okay. Can we exit our tents? If you'd like. Definitely. Yep. As you exit your tents, you seem to no longer be camped in the valley bottom, but in a verdant grove. You're welcome to roll me Buddhism, natural world, or botany. Oh, goodness. Amazingly, law Buddhism is my best one of those, I think. Mm. (laughs) I should do natural world. And fail. Nope. I just failed. Mm -mm. Everyone failed. Nearly a fumble. 92. There are trees. You think you see some bananas. (laughs) And some mangoes, maybe. Delicious. Breakfast is served. But everything else besides the trees appears to be just as it was when you went to sleep. So it seems like everything flourished in the night. So these trees are new? Yes. Yeah, we were in a rocky outcropping or something, right? Or in a rocky valley. Yep. Tropical fruits, they wouldn't grow here anyway, would they? Yep. Hmm. Penzin says mango, banana, vipala... Uh, Arjuna and Walnut. These are all sacred trees of the channel ground. None of them should be growing here, yet they all appear to be in fruit. He looks up at the sky. It seems that the phase of the moon has changed. There's now only a thin sliver of the waning moon riding high in the sky. Anyone can roll astronomy or cult of Buddhism if you like. Buddhism. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah, this is a uh, Buddhism heavy. I failed. You. Uh... <laughs> I only failed by four, but I'm not spending four points of luck on understanding the stars. I'm sorry. Tenzin looks very excited. What is it that you see up there, friend? He says, "You see, the shape of the moon is as it would appear on the night of the twenty-fifth lunar day." That is the time when tantric practitioners offer up a great feast known as Ganachakra, or Chok, to the Dakinis in order to gain their blessings. In older legends, it was also the time when Dakinis held riotous feasts of their own. Uh, Tenzin is willing to share handout three if someone would like to read it. As well as a name used for experienced and enlightened female tantric practitioners, such as Padmasambhava's treasure-hiding consort Yeshe Chogyal, Dakini, Kandromas in Tibetan, is used in legend to indicate mystical creatures with wild, playful natures. They are the messengers of the gods, teachers, guides, tertons, and even tricksters when the need arises. They also frequently take on the role of Dharmapalas, wrathful protector spirits who are as comfortable creating obstacles as they are removing them. There are two types of Dakini, wisdom Dakinis who have achieved enlightenment and worldly Dakinis who are still caught within the endless cycle of samsara. These Dakinis move between the human and celestial realms in order to carry out their duties. Tibetans hold that their pure land is Kechari, while their earthly kingdom is in Odiyana, which also happens to be the home of the Lake Danakosha, Padmasambhava's birthplace. You're outside and you look in the distance toward the sounds, 
and the flickering light of a fire can be glimpsed through the trees. It's a short distance from your campsite. And other strange lights look like they're dancing in the air. Any porters you have with you, look outside and then return back inside, refusing to leave. <laughs> Should we uh, ensure that Shen Chu stays within her tent as well, Tenzin? Of course. But the rest of us shouldn't hide. The Dakinis have come to us, probably to honor us for our labors, or perhaps to grant us knowledge of the paths we must take. Our quest is a just and noble one, and they have nothing to fear. But we must be on our guard, in case these Dakinis are here instead to test our resolve, something they're also known to do. Would it be wise to pick some fruit and make an offering to them? I don't believe that will be necessary. Either way, if it appears that they're testing our resolve, we must prove our worthiness by resisting all temptation. Let us approach. All right. Um, I, I have to say, the last few uh, spirits I recall encountering weren't the friendliest sort, but if we must. This does not feel the same, Dr. Lockhart. Hmm. No, look how happy Tenzin is. A smile on his face. <laughs> I feel a lot more assured about this situation, but still. Are we sure Tenzin intends to resist temptation? <laughs> From what we have been shown of the future, I don't think so. <laughs> we have made it this far without any harm coming to us. Well, without too bad a harm coming to us. Chen Chu stays with the plotters uh, despite protests um, and you approach the light. The singing grows louder but you can't grasp the meaning of the words. After a couple of minutes you emerge into a clearing in the center of which is a roaring fire. There is something in the fire but it is partially obscured by the forms of seven dancing women, naked but for the ornaments they each wear. Girdle, necklace, bands about their upper arms, wrists and ankles, and a headdress of some sort. Three of the women have pink skin, the color of cotton candy. And the other four, one has a midnight black skin, one has skin the color of bleached bone, one has cobalt blue skin, and the final woman has bright red skin. This bizarre and unnatural sight unnerves you. Everyone, please roll sanity. Mm. Does the red-skinned woman look like uh, Tenzin's friend from the picture? In fact, it doesn't. And oh, uh, you it. don't see recognition in Tenzin's face uh, specifically for her. What's the eye situation? Two orb? <laughs> I am a-okay. I've passed as well. I've passed my sanity too. As you enter the clearing, the women notice you and start to walk toward you in a warm and welcoming manner, still singing. As they do so, some of them change shape into naked males, or whatever everyone finds the most attractive. Everyone who's the one who approached them turned from female to male because that's your sexual preference. Please roll sanity. Right. And that's, uh, you know, no judgment here. Uh, that's a success. Okay. And now, do they turn into specific males? Just very attractive. 
males. Okay, so How this is my husband. much does this look like Eudora's husband? <laughs> like, Timor exactly. will certainly be like, hmm, that doesn't look very much like the, uh, the <laughs> yeah, ambassador. Right. Depends on what she craves. Eudora, oh, it's man. been so long. <laughs> Asina has failed. They, they're not specific. Uh, that's, that's one sanity. Ooh. Um, they don't turn into specific people, you know, just attractive. Just really hot ones. Yeah. Okay. Eudora's <laughs> looks like Sophie and great big moustache. This <laughs> <laughs> is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> now that they're wrapped close, it becomes clear that the headdresses consist of five miniature skulls set into a crown. If anyone has first aid, Buddhism, medicine, occult, or biology over 30, let me know. I do. I've got first aid of 55. Uh, you can tell that the decorative ornaments are made from carved bone. <laughs> so they're not baby skulls, because that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, not carved. <laughs> okay. Whew. All right. I can get back to lusting now. Yeah. They bow or shake your hands or nod in greeting with a warm smile as they still sing and then motion to invite you towards the fire. I walk forward. Yep. Do you all join? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm going to look to Tenzin for a, for, for a cue, really, if he... Yeah, Tenzin's still in. smiling. Having a good time. Is yeah. he walking towards the fire? The red-skinned Dakini has approached Tenzin, and yeah, he's, he's walking towards the fire with her. All right. She stops singing and turns to address all of you. You hear the words come out in your native language. You have traveled long to reach this place. Feast, dance, and sing as our guests. You are welcome here. Stay with us now and rest for as long as you require. They escort you and invite you to sit around the fire, each sitting between two of you. And the one near you appears to be in the form you find the most pleasing, save for the unusual color of their skin. One then ladles steaming bowls of meaty stew from the cauldron, while another moves between the trees gathering fruits and flowers. Two more disappear between the trees and return with a large wooden bucket, from which they ladle out an alcoholic-smelling white liquid into yet more bowls. It's not alcoholic yak tea, is it? <laughs> Tenzin said, Oh, Chang, this is uh, Tibetan barley beer. Ooh. Do you try some? When in Rome? Are we supposed to be resisting the food as well as the lady? Oh, thank God for you, Timur. This is, I was going to get captured by fairies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the remaining three engage in conversation with those of you next to them and do try to get you to indulge in the drink and food and pass the balls along. You are surprised to see Tenzin eating the meat stew and drinking the chang. He smiles. You know that he's normally vegetarian. Oh yeah. As a tantric practitioner, I can partake of such impure substances in moderation as part of a ritual, and a talk most definitely qualifies. Should we all partake? I suppose if he's doing it, it, it must be safe and or appropriate at least. I would not make that assumption. Eat, drink, <laughs> as much as you want. Enjoy. Mm. Do you eat as much as you want? Do you try and eat in moderation? Or do you try to avoid the food? 
Sophian will not eat at all. Oh. Or drink. That's a power roll. I will make it. That's a paddling. That is a paddling, <laughs> which seems appropriate for this scenario. <laughs> How about everyone else? I, I... fail. I eat. <laughs> a gorge. Hasina, unsurprisingly, will probably nibble a few meaty bits. <laughs> of the stew, I mean. Roll me a power roll, Hasina, to uh, stay nibbling <laughs> and not touch <laughs> gorging. Uh, ooh, 43, yes. The pass, you nibble, nibble. Nibble. Everyone else? <laughs> I think I think Timur will attempt to abstain as well. He'll be very polite about it, but he will say, uh, "No, uh, honestly, I am very full and very comfortable. The fire is very nice." Roll me a power roll, please. Mm. Gonna make this noise a lot across this session, I think. <laughs> oh no, that is a fail. That is a big old fail. All right. Uh, who's left? Me and Shenshu, I believe. Shenshu is not with you. Wait, oh, we, we left her in a tent. Very good. He's not going to get turned into a Dakini. No, that's for the best. Um, I would like to treat it like you know, if you're like at a party with that friend who like really wants to have a good time, but like wants it too much, and you're a little bit worried, and you don't think they can handle too much fun at the moment so anyway you're trying to stay more sober than this friend so that you can look out for them that is so do you try to eat a little bit or do you yeah i would like to eat a bit but i'm like watching Tenzin and just having like one less drink than he is that's the plan you're like standing in the corner holding everybody's coats <laughs> yes looking after I... the handbags I advocate for a glass of water after every glass of barley beer. Are you the designated yak driver? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do get a 21, which is a hard pass. A hard pass? Okay. You get to hold Hasina's hair back later on. <laughs> uh, those who failed, you failed to resist gorging yourself on the ab unbelievably tasty and refreshing feast before you. The Dakini next to you offers you a deal. Give up your quest and stay feasting for as long as you wish. Please roll constitution as you're filling your mouths with delicious food and drink. Ooh. Oh, oh, one critical oh, success. Yes. Nice. You can't do this every episode. <laughs> I know, right? That's not fair. And I'm rolling in front of everyone. Everyone knows it's true. It's true. <laughs> I have failed by five. Is this uh That feels that feels like luck mm. points to me, because I don't want to stay here feasting forever. Yeah. This mm. is a very kidnapped scenario. It's At least totally it would be if it was is. Western folklore. No, I've totally. I've got I've got two daughters to save the world for now. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm spending five points of luck to pass. That puts me on thirty-eight. What Ooh. do you Tell the Dakini that offers you the deal. I mean, I will. I will. I'll find it obviously difficult because I mean, I've literally scraped it, right? Having spent the, the, the points, yeah. and I will say, uh, 
Oh, the, the constitution is not, uh, it, it does not determine whether you say yes or not. It's about whether you pass out or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't pass out then. I'm like, oh, rubbing my tummy. Oh, uh, <laughs> but I'll say, um, our quest is important. There are people that rely on me and not just the people around this fire. I must do what I must do to, to keep the world safe if I can for them. They frown sexily. Um, oh. <laughs> I love a sexy frown. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Sofian will say, um, it is my path to usher these people around us to the end. I cannot stay here with you, I'm afraid. As fun as that would be. Sexy mustache wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some time passes, uh, Hesina and Eudora, you manage to eat in moderation while seeing... Also, Tenzin eats in moderation mm -hmm. uh, while seeing Timur and Sofian just covered in food and drink. Yeah. Just Man. Barely managing to stay awake. Such decadence. After everyone's done, leaving the feast to the side, each of the beautiful creatures stay close to one of you. Shall we progress to the ritual? Anyone can roll me a Buddhism. Oh boy. Yes. Nope. Fail. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did anyone pass? I don't think so. I mean, Tenzin, hopefully. <laughs> right. He already knows what's up, though. This guy's having a great time. They all are absolutely beautiful. There are people you have trouble envisioning, sexually rejecting. They approach you and say, Lay with me, so that we may embody the sacred principle of Yabyam, compassion and wisdom, and through it we shall gain enlightenment. What do you say? <laughs> well, I'm... Uh, <clears throat> I'm not one to yuck anybody's yap yum. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have you know, I am a married lady, and you may be a very fetching shade of blue, but I'm quite devoted to my husband Charles. Quite devoted. Sophie. Sounds good. Hasina <laughs> 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 looks slightly miffed at this. Yeah, so Sophian engages in uh, some good yabyum. And does does nice. Hasina look jealous or just disappointed? I don't know. I think she looks very slightly miffed, but uh, she's <laughs> yeah. going to politely turn down her dakini. She's, uh, I don't think she's quite ready for that after what happened back in the back in the village at home. Our last suitor didn't work out so no, great. No, not really. Timor? Timor will look very sadly uh, into the eyes of his uh, Dakini and say, uh, I have no love for my wife, but she has given me the most precious thing in my life. I am sorry, but I, uh, I must abstain. Jaw clench. Uh, looking around, Timur, Hasina, and Eudora, you're surprised to see Tenzin and also Sofian. 
willingly engaging in sex. Tenzin with a red skin Dakini and Sophian with the cotton candy one. <laughs> Delicious. Um, Tenzin's scene is a near exact reenactment of the image on the Thanga you delivered to Jogchen Monastery. Well, <clears throat> you um, get to feel much closer to both of them, everything being in plain sight. I feel terrible now. Yodora's <laughs> <laughs> averting her gaze, she doesn't know. Sophian, at the end, the Dakini says, That was delightful. And there is so much more to come. If you give up your journey in return, you can stay here for as long as you like. Or you can return home. What do you say? This was delightful, but I'm fairly certain this may be a dream of some kind. I think I best get to waking up now. I do apologize. Tenzin also does so only once, politely refusing to join with her again, or to renounce the quest. And then, the demeanor of the rejected Dakinis suddenly changes, as does their appearance. They now look exactly like you. You are facing your own visage, distorted in anger, and then, they begin to harangue you with vile threats and insults. The barrage is intense. We will tear you to shreds and feast upon your corpses. There will be nothing left of your body and soul should you continue your quest. You will suffer as no one has suffered before you. Swear you will leave. Another, worse ones. Everyone roll pow. Because uh, actually we're into this. <laughs> <laughs> I have passed my power roll. Oh, just passed. Ah, uh, we are good. That is a I'm hard success. success. I pass as well. Hard success. I'm also envisioning the, the Dakini with Hasina. They, they look now like she looked when she was in the cave, covered Ooh. in grave rot and her hair all snarled up and looking utterly insane. Um, did anyone fail? No. No. Did actually, anyone... I got an extreme, actually. Did you get extreme? Yeah, okay, hard. did anyone get hard? I did. Okay. Sophian, you fleetingly glimpse a terrifying and monstrous vision in front of you, but so briefly that you cannot fully comprehend it. It leaves you with an unnerving sensation. You can't quite put your finger on it. Mm. Eudora. I slap him. Her. It. Your vision blurs and you feel that you can finally see clearly. I see the fairy beneath the glamour. Your strange companions are not beautiful humans, but tall, powerful demons with leathery wings. Oh wow. Are we talking like a traditional Christian demon? Talking goat legs and things? Tall, muscular humanoid with leathery wings matching their body, body colour. Their eyes glow on an earthly shade of green. Well, um, I shriek. Roll sanity, please. Okay. Uh, 27, I'm good. Lose one sanity. Then you look at the cauldron. It is a gigantic skull of unknown origin, but definitely not of this earth. Neither are you in a beautiful sacred grove. You are instead 
sitting on a carpet of rotting corpse flesh surrounded by misshapen trees whose leaves are razor sharp and whose fruits drip with poison. Even worse, the balls you have been using to eat and drink are made from human skulls. And intuitively, you understand that the meat in the stew is also human flesh. Roll constitution, please. Oh no one else knows this. You're really being punished for getting an extreme success on this power I, I feel good about myself, but uh, uh, that's a 13 again, so my con, You're that fine. is a hard success. Yeah, it is. You hold back some vomit. There also appear to be strange flowers floating in this stew. Do you have a natural world? Not at all. Do you want to roll against 10, or are you not interested? It's 10 the base. Uh, I'll give it a go. It's better than fumble odds. Uh, 17. Okay, no. Okay, uh, am I am I free to act or? Like, yeah, you can act once. I'm nothing. Continue. Oh God, okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna scream uh, and uh, shrieking inarticulately about demons. I'm gonna leap up and start trying to drag people away from the fire. I'll pick up Sofian's clothes and smack him in the chest with them. Before you are able to move away, the dakini blocks your way mm. and starts dancing. It's haunting me. Roll power. Oh no, come on. Uh, and yours, you said, is the blue one. So let me roll an opposed roll. God. I failed by uh, six points. Uh, let me roll for the... I don't want to dock the group luck by six points. Go on. Do it. Don't on 29, you girls. That's about... That's okay. <laughs> let me see what we got. I don't super want to get ensorcelled by demons, frankly. Sexy demons. That is... Not anymore, apparently. Well, actually, no, maybe. Well, muscles, she said. Depends what you're into, I guess. Point. The wings you need to success or better. Oh, God. No, I don't, don't have enough luck for that. Uh, roll me a d6. Okay. That's a one. Okay, that's fine. Yeah? Yeah. Good to hear. You are briefly entranced by the dance. You feel yourself frozen to the spot, unable to move or act. Those abs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Tenzin also remains resolute in the face of all the shouting and mayhem. He turns and says to all of you who are stealing yourselves against a barrage of threats and insults, This is all a test. No real harm can come to us if we stay true to the vows we made. Mm. Eudora, you just managed to snap out of your state of paralysis and no one else reacts. So the creatures now transform into their truly monstrous form for everyone. They grow the leathery wings matching their skin color. They grow tall and muscular. Their eyes glow that unearthly shade of green. And the intent to kill is clear within them. The sense of danger rises from your legs all the way up to your neck. You don't have much time to escape before they come for you. Everyone who hasn't already, please roll sanity. Eey. Fail. That's a 1d8. Ooh. That's a 7. That's a pass. 1d8. Oh, I fail. Is it 1 for a fail as well, Keeper? Yeah. Okay. 5 points of sanity. Oh, Oof. no. 1d8. And up. Oh, that's five points for Hasina. Alright. Oh, no. It's happening, everyone. Oh, oh no. And she just ate human flesh again. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that is a relapse, isn't it? Oh, oh, Hasina. You want me to roll a intelligence roll, Keeper? Both of you, please, Hasina and Sophian. Intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I so succeed. Well. This isn't a dream. I just had sex with a real demon. God. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about yourself? Yeah, awkward. Horrible. Failed <laughs> my intelligence roll. Okay. You're fine. Oh, my God. You do not understand what is occurring here. Mm. All right. Let's see for Sophian. Oh, no, Sophian. You shouldn't have shagged the demon. The dream. It's a dream. It's meant to be a dream. <laughs> it's... Romeo D3. Ooh. You suddenly feel enraged that you've been treated like this and that you've been deceived. This. This was meant to be a dream. I'm meant to wait to marriage. My faith. It, you've destroyed my faith. And I will lash out. I'll pull a revolver on it from my moustache. No, I don't have a revolver on me. Uh, I'll batter it with my fists. Yes. Okay. Yours is a pink one. Let's uh, get into... Like, Actually, can everyone tell me what you plan on doing? This is all kind of happening at the same time. If if Timor can see Sophian like, about to fly into a rage or flying into a rage and trying to attack it, uh, and if he can pull himself away from the scary demon staring him down he would attempt to restrain Sofian because I could only assume that punching a demon is a really bad plan mm. <laughs> oh shoot I was going to smack mine <laughs> and now I feel silly even a friendly cotton candy coloured demon is still a demon I mean this is not a fight we can win certainly not with fisticuffs <laughs> there are yeah, seven yeah, of them <laughs> let alone naked fisticuffs Oh yeah, yeah Sofin is also like not dressed. His AC is probably reduced. <laughs> <laughs> he does get two points of AC for the moustache, I think. <laughs> I think his socks. I think he gets an armor point for the socks at least. Oh yeah, good point. And uh, he's able to move over difficult terrain with no penalty. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, I think, for a spot hidden or a psychology, Timor, to be able to tell that. Yeah. Sophie is about to attack because you're. Yeah. I think you have just seen something pretty terrifying, yeah. and you probably wouldn't even necessarily be looking around. Psychology is psychology is better, so I'm going to roll that. That is a ten. That's an extreme success. Okay. Yeah. You you sense the anger in the environment, and you turn and see uh, Sophian teeming with uh, unusual rage for her for him. And I'm his, his usual. I'm faster hmm? than him, right? I'm Dex ninety. Yeah, you're most yes. definitely faster than me. <laughs> but are you faster than wow. a flying Daikini? <laughs> well, no, probably not. Sofian <laughs> will just Let's... be shouting. He'll start shouting. You tricked me, and he'll. Uh what does Asina do? So Tenzin said that no real harm could come to us, right? What what was it that he said? He said we had to resist temptation and then no real harm? Or was it more a blanket statement that... If we stay true to the vows we right. make, this okay. is all a test. I remember vowing to kill demons. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I don't think Hasina made vows about killing demons one way or the other, but given what's been happening, I think he probably joined Timor in trying to 
drag Sofian back. Not that she'll be of huge help having like no combat skills whatsoever, but um <laughs> it's fine. She'll kind of shout and try to get through to him, maybe. And be like, you know, remember who you are. Yeah, we don't have any psychoanalysis, do we? No, none at all. What do you do, Eudora? Uh, well, having been first to see them and get the shock of it, but then being entranced, as she snaps out of it, let's say she makes a dive for one of the discarded bowls, which have now become human skulls, closest thing to a bludgeoning weapon. And she comes back up as if she's going to start swinging, but she sees the others very cleverly and kind of restrains Sophian and uh, looks to Tenzin for our next move. <laughs> looks to Tenzin, yeah. Tenzin looks confused and seeing you, he takes out his katari, his ritual knife, and tries to get out of the way of the red dakini who is blocking his way. Now, Let's put you in dexterity order, and uh, let's see if everyone dies. <laughs> Is Tenzin menacing the Dakini with his knife? Or... Yeah. Oh goodness, we're doing this, huh? Go Tenzin. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna have to fight them. This guy just led us straight to the lion's den. He did. He just wanted to get down with a demon. <laughs> they are hot, to be fair. <laughs> For a while. This is probably the best meal Cena's had in a while. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> How does she feel Just like that? old times. <laughs> does she recognize? She doesn't recognize the taste, does she? The, the, is, um, she doesn't normally have it cooked. Intelligence roll. She oh, did okay. another time, yeah. Going in dexterity order now. Uh, the red Dakini is fighting Tenzin. Tenzin, don't die. We need you, Tenzin. As Eudora tries to get out of the way of the blue Dakini. It takes out a ritual knife similar to the one Tenzin has and attempts to attack you. Um, right. Would you like to dodge a fight back? I mean, I have base stats in fighting Brawl. <laughs> I'm going to be dodging. Nope. Ah, it rolled a 96. Wait, it fumbled. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Dagger in the eye. You move out of the way. It tries to stab you, but it, it sees the ritual bowl and it gets disoriented. It flies out the way, uh, stabbing the ground with its ritual knife, giving you a moment to run off if you need to on your turn. Great. Next, Sophian, the Dakini facing you reacts to all your insults and tries to hit you with its arm. Okay. Would you like to dodge a I guess you don't have a choice, I do fight you? back, yeah. What did you roll? I rolled a fail. Uh, you both fail. It. Uh, you were both kind of engaged in a dance, trying to hit each other, but not. Next we have Timor. So I'm faster than my Dakini. Uh, it's 90, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait. Yeah, definitely. Okay. In which case, I will sort of try and dash away from my Dakini and sort of tackle Sofian in a kind of a drag him off kind of way. Because I can see from his eyes that he isn't going to back down. And I think that ends with him being killed. Okay. Uh, roll a fighting maneuver. Ship, ship. Sofian, do you try to dodge or fight back? 
because uh, oh, roll me a d10 actually to see how many turns you. I mean, if it helps, I've just rolled a zero three. Okay, well that's rolled good. Two. What? I rolled oh, a two, two for the duration. Fine. Yeah. Do you, would you like to roll to dodge or fight back since you're really angry at the moment? For I'm one more turn. Gonna fight my friend. Uh, can I just roll to break free or like shug him off? You can roll to dodge before he grabs you. Okay, I'll try and dodge. I think my dodge is base. I fail. Yeah, two more you start running the other way with him. Okay, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drag him and I'm gonna be saying firmly into his ear, "We need to leave. We need to escape. You cannot fight this thing." Asina, the pink dakini that is facing you, um, attempts to hit you to the ground so that it immobilizes you. Would you like to dodge or fight back? Uh, she's gonna dodge. Um, now that Sofian has been pulled away, hasn't he? So um, she's she's just gonna concentrate on the Dakini that's attacking her. Yep, she's gonna dodge because she's only got very basic knife skills. So, oh, that's a fail. That's okay. It failed too. Hey, you continue in this and this kind of moving around. Uh, Right, trying to hit you, trying to dodge you. And it's your turn, Hasina. What would you like to do? Um, is there an opening for her to run at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I think escape is, is the best option at this point, although she would really like to grab this thing and rip handfuls of its hair out and kick it. She's not going to. She's going to be sensible and run. Uh, roll me constitution to determine your speed, please. Okay. Uh, yes, that just passed 84 against 85. Okay, you put your, like, full energy into your run, and you run as fast as you can away, starting to leave everyone behind. And now I feel bad for leaving everyone <laughs> behind! Oh no! <laughs> no, no, you made a good call. Oh. Another pink one, it looks like it's chasing after you, Hasina, and the white one that was initially with Timor uh, sees him having run off and tries to grab him and drag him back in. Timor, would you like to dodge or fight back? Hmm. Would fighting back sort of impede me holding on to Sofian? I think you'd have to briefly let him go. Yeah, yeah. so now I'm going to try and dodge. Okay. So there isn't a huge difference between my dodge and my brawl. It's only seven points. Oh! That's a five. Nice. Oh wow, that's great because it rolled a fifteen, so that was a hard success. I've got a, I've but... got an extreme. Well done. Okay, you managed to evade and move forward. It's going very well for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the the black dakini it goes to Tenzin, saying that uh, he's managing to keep the red one at bay enough and has started to harm it. The black one joins the fight to outnumber Tenzin. And then it is Sofian's turn. This is the last turn that Sofian's... I think you snap out of it now. Okay. Yeah. Let's snap out of it. And yeah. the anger turns to sadness. But seeing that the situation around him or how it's unfolding and seeing Tenzin beginning to be surrounded he looks like he's in the most danger, doesn't he? I guess it depends. They look quite powerful, and Hasina has run a bit off, but she's being chased. Uh, Timo was almost grabbed. 
Eudora uh, was almost stabbed, so I say most people look like they're in a certain amount of danger. Mm. <laughs> and I'm literally saying, run, you idiot. Okay. Buffian <laughs> will turn in the direction, stop pulling against Timur, and will double down and sprint and try to bump the one away behind Asina to try and trip it over. Okay, would you like to roll me a fighting brawl to do a okay. fighting Are you trying to hurt it? Is it a normal brawl or are you trying to just grab it? And push I'm just it? trying to push it. Oh, extreme success. Oh, amazing. And uh, I'll say it has a penalty die in dodging because it can't see. Thank you, Sophian. Yeah, failed. You tripped it and falls down. Assassina runs off faster. Okay. And now it's Eudora's turn. Um, so the one that was swiping at me has has dived past me and stabbed the ground. I'm so tempted to just clock it with the skull, um, but I think instead I'm gonna make a dash away from it towards the others. Um, and God, I don't want to just run away. How do we all get away from these people? So one of the two that was fighting Tenzin has been messed with. Mm-hmm. I'm so bad in a fight. I'm so bad in a fight. I think we all are, apart from Timur. Yeah, and there's no way that I can like assist in uh, in getting other people away with me if I run. I know these people are pick up all. No, I don't know. I think I'm just gonna run. I think I'm just gonna run. It pains me. You can run. Roll con to see how fast you go. I go at a rate of 93. So that's a fail. My con is 45. I mean, you just go not very fast. Mm. Half and half my way across this squidgy, fleshy ground. Yeah. Eudora runs, Hasina runs, Sophian runs. So the red and black Dakinis are fighting Tenzin. The blue one's on the ground and starts getting up and chasing after Eudora. Uh, Eudora, you haven't run very fast, so it gets a chance to try and tackle you to the ground. Oh, please, no. You need to dodge. Uh, yes, please. Uh, 56, dang it. It rolled 40 exactly. So... It succeeds. Do I need a hard success to beat it? No, you need a normal success to beat it. Uh, so you want to equal it if you're luck. dodging. I don't want to spend our luck. I really don't. I think I'm going to have to. I'm sorry, guys. Either I do that or it's going to knock me out and eat me. It's the right choice. Understandable. Yeah. I'm so sorry. The group luck is now 22. You managed to barely slip away. Almost like you slip on a rock and that's how you make it out. It's (laughs) just a lucky break. As the whole body of the creature just thumps behind you, you can feel like it could have crushed your bones. Mm -hmm. Right, well, that puts a spring in my step. (laughs) And then. The one that was attacking Sophian attempts to hit Timor, who is the furthest closest to him to it right now. We'll try and push him to the ground. Okay. I'll try my best to dodge, I think, rather than fight back. Yeah. Uh, that is a narrow fail. I could spend luck if necessary. It fumbled. Okay, that's fine then. I'll keep it as a fail. Yeah, it's so slippery. Lucky you. They, this, these fight scenes are always really weird. Just imagining this massive terrace just slip around. So it's just <laughs> never able to get a hit in. Um, yeah, it just 
instead of pushing, it pushes onto the air and then falls down. You hear another massive thump on the ground. And then... It's Timor's turn. Would you like to run with everyone? So what's te- so everybody seems to be running except Tenzin? Yeah, Tenzin is uh, trying to keep two of them at bay and Mora joining in. Okay, I will swear in Russian, check that the rest of the party seem to be running back towards the tents, and then I will... Is it reasonable for me to have my handgun with me or not? Yeah, you can have it. Okay, in which case... I will pull my handgun and I will shoot at whichever Dakini is most blocking Tenzin also running away. Yeah, They're in melee, so if you fumble, you might hit Tenzin. Yeah, yeah. Well, better not fumble then. He deserves it at this point. (laughs) He knew knew what was going to happen. He made us sleep with demons. I feel very betrayed. Okay. Asina's gonna slap him. Okay, that's really a hard is. success. That's a th- in fact, that's exactly a hard success. That's thirty-two versus sixty-five. Roll nice. your damage. Yeah. Okay, my damage for my Mauser is one d ten plus two. Uh, that's ten. Ten. Yeah, eight plus two. That's ten. You drop it to the ground. Yes, Timur. Tell me how that one shot kills. The black Dakini. Yes. I can imagine that Timor sort of assesses the situation, sees all of the, the Dakini, thinks, okay, these things are massive, maybe if I take out a leg or something like that, and at the last minute he goes, no, shoot to kill, and he aims for the head, straight into the back of the skull. Dakini collapses and the rest of them look around. And I will shout, run, Tenzin! Tenzin takes the opportunity while they're looking away to start running with you. He's a bit behind, but you notice that he's whispering some words and suddenly he moves faster than all of you, passing ahead of you and reaching the tent. He screams for everyone to wake up and then he gets the Katvanga out. He starts whispering something you don't quite understand. In the distance, you see the Dakinis have grown wings and are now flying fast towards you. From the magic staff he's holding, a powerful light appears and it grows and grows very fast into some sort of magical portal. He screams, jump in. At first, the porters are very confused. Hasina arrives first. What do you do? She's going to look back over her shoulder while she's still running just to make sure that everybody else is also on their way and that nobody needs assistance of whatever kind she could provide and um, if everything looks okay she's just gonna jump through the portal okay Sophian you're next yeah he'll uh, again do the similar similar thing to what Hasina just has done and make sure everyone's looking like they're gonna make it and then jump through okay Next comes Timor, I think, because Eudora is very slow. Okay, so Timor will run to the tent that he left Shen Chu in, and he will just tear the tent out of the ground um, oh and check <laughs> that she's not still in it. Yep. Uh, if she is, he will physically like bundle her under his arm and dive through the, the portal. Okay, and Eudora? Um, yep, swan dive straight through. Sparing a 
sad glance to our ponies and donk. Oh no, it's all yaks. Back to the big caravan. Just gonna leave those to be demon bait, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Not our luxury yaks. <laughs> Everyone entering the gate, please lose three magic points and one sanity. Oh boy. I'm down to 40 san. This is not good. Ooh. I'm assuming Shenchu's losing the san as well. She is unfortunately really not incredibly sane as it is. 32 sanity for Sophian. That's what Shenchu's on as well. Yeah. And as you all make it into the gate, you have survived Whew. this. Very narrowly, <laughs> this encounter. That but lost all that intense. stuff. Yeah. My camera. No. <laughs> right. Can we at least grab the most charismatic yak and bundle it through with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do not have time. Grab a backup character yak. <laughs> is is this going to be a um, running thing now? Is every camera that. Sophian gets. <laughs> <laughs> he loses in some traumatic well. fashion. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. It's time for keeper rewards really oh, quickly. Yeah. We Ooh. can do half now and half in the beginning Ooh. of next time. So, okay. everyone, for successfully delivering the Thanga to the Jogchen Monastery, uh, please gain one sanity back. Hooray! Okay. Everyone, please gain 1d8 sanity for successfully resisting the Seven Sisters. Ooh. Did I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because you didn't stay with them. Okay. Well, only I mean, one. You slept with the scary demon. You didn't say yes at any point the... to, like, stay with them. You always said I will continue my adventure. You I got think the that's best the, of both worlds. Exactly. Once is okay. <laughs> Once doesn't count. The first one's free. He's a player, isn't he, R. Sophian? Actually, that was Sophian's first time having sex. <gasps> That's right, he's got to wait for marriage. Yeah. He's sad. Oh, Sophia. That's an awkward first time. It Very is. Awkward. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, things to unpack. Mistakes yeah, yeah. Well. Yep, extra trauma. And Correct. This is going to be a good <laughs> on the madness session, i got to say. Please also get another 1d8 for uh, defeating uh, one of the Daikonis. Hey. You're welcome. I rolled eight. I rolled eight. I think just seeing, like, feeling the power of having actually killed something that was about to kill you. Hey, thanks, man. I rolled up to a one on both of my d8s. No, <laughs> Sophia, no. What's your sand? 35 now. Still low. Ow. It's guilt. Yeah, I think so. And you can also, between now and next time, or in the Beyond the Madness, roll your improvement rolls mm. of everything you've ticked and untick okay. those. Um, and also, you're getting used to the horrors. So if you've written lost sanity from any type of creature in your character sheet, reduce that by one. <laughs> I have never and will never. Thanks <laughs> well, uh, for you. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's the end of chapter five. Wow. wow. <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right where you get access to episodes a week early. 
We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community as well as all of our social media links on our website at sazarai.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.